This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagland. Corey Majors, the returning Mike Bassick, and the never left until tomorrow, Alec Medford. We're going to have somebody different the next couple of days after this. But you can listen to Alec on the get right. 7 to 11 right here on the fan is Mike. Welcome back. Are you ready to think about other things for a few hours? I'm going to try my best. Okay. But I am dressed up because it's not over. We're still going. I have to go back this afternoon. Okay. Well, I understand that. And I'm sorry. And for anybody who is... Looking for updates, still going is what I'll just say. Still going. All right. I think this segment is going to take on a different life than I originally anticipated is because we're talking about the most iconic statement in Rangers history. It's interesting. I guess I interpret that a little bit different than Sean and RJ were talking about because they brought up you know, hello, win column. It's baseball time in Texas. And I definitely get that. Things that you hear again and again and again. And I appreciate that. I was thinking about a one-off. And to me, I might still be a prisoner of the moment. But because of the circumstances, cut number eight is my most iconic statement in Rangers history. I just got one thing to say. You know, everybody was wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess we'll never know. Now, sorry, I crapped all over that and crosstalk, Kevin. That's you don't have to agree. Is, I disagree. Okay, well, now I'm in a tough spot. <laughs> is I think I love that also because I got to see Jared Sandler right in front of me jump out of his chair and fist pump and like I thought yeah! he was gonna run up on the stage. <laughs> I thought the way Jared took that, I was like, oh no, I don't know if he can do this or not. The players do know him well. He's part of the organization. <laughs> he traveled a lot with the team on the plane, but I don't know if Jared's supposed to run up on stage and like high give five and kiss Corey Seeger a hug or you know, or maybe I don't know. Jared's kind of little. Like, wouldn't it have been awesome oh, if Seeger jumps up? Yeah, and then Seeger maybe takes him on a pony ride or something, you know, around the stage. That would have been fun, right? Yes. Agreed. Super yes. memorable. Yeah. And everybody's it's like, fair. who's that little guy up there that Corey Seeger's prancing around right now? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would have. Yeah, this has already took, taken a harder turn than I anticipated. This is already my favorite moment, and it never happened. <laughs> so this is my favorite thing. The vision is amazing. So... Uh, I and uh, Kevin, the reason I get it, I totally get it. And somebody texted, and this is probably where I land on this. Not very original, but I loved it. It's a, it's an amazing statement, and I, I believe it was Kanye that did this first. Uh, he did it at like the Grammys, and he was like, a lot of people were wondering if I didn't win it, and I guess we'll yeah. never know. And so then Alex Bregman does it, and after they win the division. And then Corey Seager does it in response to Alex Bregman. Now, I think that's going to just continue the feud, especially 
Mike, you feel like Corey Seager probably hates the Astros just as much as anybody because of what happened in the past? Yeah, you know what's great is he's only had two years of this. Now, yeah. the thing was is if you go back. Yeah, the Dodgers situation. That is the true. World Shoot, Series. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't cuss there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I almost got close to changing a few letters there. Is I forgot how much that kind of hurt them is 2017 the year that the Astros confirmed cheated Mm -hmm. during during the season and possibly during the playoffs is that was Corey Seager uh, playing shortstop for the Dodgers so yeah so he has more to it than just that but I was thinking gosh his Rangers slash Astros situation they get dominated in 2022 by the Astros last year they do better in the regular season and you know overcome them but I guess it's really weird some teams come along, and it's just really easy to hate them. Yeah. I didn't hate the – obviously, I had my, one of my good buddies, A.J. Hinch, as their manager. So there was a major conflict of interest in hating the Astros as I love him. Sure. So – but it's easy to dislike them when your buddy's not the manager of the team. Yes, yes, it is. And so, Kevin, like, that's where I kind of – that's where I stand on it. Okay. I probably liked the Bochy – statement a little bit more when he was like uh talking about the back to hey let's do this again was it his granddaughter yes, that said we yeah. should do this again and he was like and i'm with her we should do this again and i lo- i just love that but the crowd pop oh my god when Corey seager said what he said because everybody in that in the all seven hundred thousand people there knew exactly what he was referencing and the story behind it now i love even more all right is Andrew Heaney said, I think we all know Corey doesn't really like to speak publicly. He was asking at the parade, do you think I'm going to have to speak? And (laughs) Heaney and the rest of his teammates, we were like, yeah, you're the World Series MVP. You're going to have to speak. You got to say something, bro. Which is a very fair point. Like, I get it. Corey, Corey Seager, he likes talking about his teammates and everything else more than boasting yes, about he himself. Does. And yes, he does. I, I, I respect that and appreciate that very much. But I like his, do you think I'm going to have to speak? And so Andrew Heaney. He didn't know. Yeah. And, and, he's, and Heaney is like, all of the teammates are like, yeah, you I, do. I think there's part of him that knew but was hoping that the guy's Somebody like, else. if you don't want to, you don't yeah. have to. But that did not happen. Yeah. And I do like this is that Heaney said, I was kind of joking we thought it would be like kind of hung humble, like "Yay, we're the World Series champions!" And then they suggested that line if he wanted to get on the stage and off the stage really quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he said, "I don't even know that I really wanted him to do it, but the minute he said that, it was an OS moment, and you could see it in his face, and that's why he got off the stage so fast." So I love it that like he might have had more prepared to say. But when he saw how crazy everybody went, he's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, that's good enough for me right I there. I know I'm changing the subject a little bit, but I'm keeping it on the Astros and the Rangers and that Corey Seager statement. Do you as a fan, you can text in on this, do you right now have a big, bigger rivalry and hate the Astros more than the Philadelphia Eagles? So if you're a Cowboys fan – and you're looking at this because, I mean, you've already fired me up for that early April series. Yes. And, and I don't know if Corey Seager's in that series, are they going to peg him for what he said? Because they do look. You know they're going after if, Dolly. If I'm on the other side, if I'm a Houston Astro, 
And Chaz McCormick, who's still on my team, wore a 101-mile-an-hour fastball. And the thing – you remember the picture that he showed yeah. two weeks it later on social media? It's, it's gross, right? So there, there are repercussions for that. Now, Adolis – sorry, Araldis Chapman would say, I'm just – I'm evening up the score for what you did to Garcia. But – I think when one of these games gets out of hand, and there's no way in 12 games that they're all going to be Agreed. close close games, yeah, three to two sure. in the sixth or seventh inning, for there's sure. going to be opportunities where the game seems to be at hand where you can get a guy. I'm wondering, is it Corey Seager they want to get? Is it Adolis again? Is it both of them? And then how does how do the Texas Rangers react to that? See, I think it might be spread out a little bit because I think Adolis is going to get drilled straight away. You're going to get the warnings, and then... They do usually send out before that series if they have a feeling the commissioner will send out major warnings that, look, we're not going to send out a warning. If yeah. I'm just saying Verlander does it in the first inning to Garcia. If they've sent out warnings to both teams through a memo that's in everybody's uh, locker. You think they'll toss them right away? I think, yeah, thing? they would toss them right away. So that's that's the only thing you have to worry about in that. Now, a reliever might go, I don't care. I'm probably going to have two days off anyways, and I'll appeal it and just get it down to a day but we're going to get ours. Is Okay, so there's a few things here. The, the majority of answers are saying that they hate them both, and I get that. For sure. I would say the Astros more right now because, let's say Cowboys beat the Eagles and win the division. Awesome. I, I don't necessarily know where that will lead. But the last matchup I saw between the Rangers and the Astros was to go to the World Series. They ended up tying for the division title, and I realized why it went to the Astros. But you have the same divisional record. You match back up in the ALCS to go to the World Series where the team that won that won the World Series. And so I think it's the Astros because I view the Astros as a direct stop on the way to repeat town. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the Eagles... Repeat town. Yeah, who the hell knows? Yeah, for baseball town. Repeat town for baseball town. I think you got it. So are we baseball town? Is there a thing called baseball town USA? Because isn't hockey town USA Detroit? Grand Prairie, right? There's a, there's a place something called something so like that out that, there. That, kinda, that is kind of a, uh, a, a future C-block segment I wanted to ask you guys about. Okay. If you if you were introducing somebody to baseball, would the Rangers right now be the team that you say you need to you need to watch this team for the next however many years? Is it would or if you this, had to pick one team, yeah. probably the easiest is the Dodgers because they have Shohei and but, yeah. they'll continue to. But spin. then the Braves have a lot of good young players in their prime. But the Rangers would be like you couldn't they get past the five teams without mentioning the Rangers. But I would say. Nobody's ever watched baseball before. I'd say, man, if you're following the Dodgers this year sure. or in the next five years, Yamamoto, a lot of yeah. there's going to be a lot of articles about it. There's going to be like you're going to get the national spotlight plus the local spotlight. So that might be the team I choose first. But the Rangers would be that team. Hey, if you want to choose a team that there's not a lot of fans of, there's not a big bandwagon around the the United States. Those are always fun. To, Part of the reason I love following Jacksonville, one, Trevor Lawrence, two, is nobody likes the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. Duval County. They have, they have to go overseas to get a sellout, well, you know? And, and so the other thing, too, point. is right now, like, you're you're on the cusp of Section 133 could be something amazing. Like, this year could be something completely new rather than just let's go Rangers, clap, 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 clap. There could be chants. There could be songs. There could be all sorts of stuff that could be 
added to that mix that could be tradition for many years down the road because there hasn't been that kind of tradition before. And Chris Young planted the seed by saying, let's go win a damn World Series. We can say a tradition like none other. Hell yeah. Oh, Nobody man. will ever Jim know Nance anything about is gonna that. Helps to us in the, immediately for that. Does he have that trademark? No, I mean I'm sure it's probably I'm the, sure masters it's the masters do. Like you couldn't, club. you couldn't make a. I mean, you probably could. They wouldn't care. Like if you made a thousand green T-shirts that said that, I, I'm sure that eventually they Ooh, would shut it down. Yeah, but. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. If it was a man that made it, they'd probably be fine with it. Is do you guys want to talk about Greg Maddox next or pivot to Wingstop? You have the opportunity right here to decide. I need you to tell me something real quick. Okay. Is the Greg Maddox story, does it involve Andre Dawson? No. Okay. I'm assuming he's at spring training because he's uh-huh. usually with his brother around this time. It's kind of about that. So do you choose Greg Maddox or Wingstop? <sighs> Greg Maddox. Okay. And then I got a story from the Twitch that needs to be read. Oh, okay. So this was really interesting to me is one of the things that Bochi and a lot of the players have talked about was not the pitching acumen of Greg Maddox is what they talked about a lot was his fielding ability. Oh, yeah. He won 18 gold gloves. And I was looking at the numbers is the Rangers pitchers had 22 more put outs and assists this past season than they did in 2022. Thanks to Jordan Montgomery. I mean, for sure, that's that part of That diving play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. Ivaldi was pretty good at it, too. Absolutely. And so they, some of them were giving credit to Maddox. And the interesting thing is, even though you had a huge lift in terms of putouts and assists, their errors dropped from 13 to 5. That was the second lowest in all of Major League Baseball for pitchers. Interesting. And so I, I know we get caught up with, hey, how's your defense look up the middle and on the corners and everything like that. But I don't feel like we always talk a whole lot about pitching defense. But you can see the Rangers were top notch at this last season. Mike, just one of the things I noticed last year, it, it does feel like the natural reaction of hotline drives is just to put a hand up, put a glove up, do something. Kevin Brown broke his hand however many times in his career. And then there's other times you're like, let that go to the shortstop. Let that one go. But it seemed like dribblers or whatever, anything that was bunted, the pitchers, Andrew Heaney, those dudes wanted to attack. They didn't like go, oh, I don't know what to do. It seemed like they all wanted to They wanted to go get the ball and make the play. That's usually where errors will happen with a pitcher is having to make a play after a, a bunt or a, a swinging bunt, which, you know, a guy swings full. It just doesn't get hit very hard, and you have to make a play and then throw the ball to a base. That's usually where you're going to make a mistake. I'll say this. I was with the Rangers in spring training in 2004, so just one year, and I was in big league spring training. And I remember after practice was over, and I'd see this multiple times. Kenny Rogers would go to a field. This time he was working with Mark Teixeira. He was the first baseman on the Rangers. And he would have his own 20-minute or 30-minute fielding session covering first base, working on bunt coverages, usually just throwing the ball to first base. Obviously, at times you have to throw the ball to second or third. I joined him one time. I said, hey, Kenny, is it okay if I join you? And he said, sure, no problem. Uh, Because you do have to take breaks. You can't cover first base by yourself a whole bunch of times in a row. You you usually mix it up. Kenny Rogers is a five-time gold glove winner in his career. So if you're wondering, like, how did Kenny Rogers do this? I knew that he was a good fielder. I'm giving you now the stats that he was a five-time gold glove winner. He would not every day. But he would usually about twice a week during spring training, you do PFPs as a group, he would then spend an extra 20 minutes of his own time 
trying to get somebody to hit him the ball and then somebody to be a first baseman so he could work on his covering first, his fielding, his position. And so I don't know this, but maybe Mike Maddox slash Greg Maddox made sure during the season, hey, we got to keep working on our PFPs, pitcher fielding practice, so that we're sharp it sounds on this. Like, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it. And you'd ask about him being in camp. Evan Grant had a story yesterday that said Greg Maddox was on a tr- or had been on a trip, but he had been invited to spring training by his brother, and Bruce Bochy was going to also invite him. So it sounds like he's not there yet, okay. but they're hoping he will he be was, out there soon. He was there for, I'm going to guess, three weeks or yeah. maybe even four weeks last year. Absolutely. Do need to, uh, in the Hit next me. segment, Hit in the me. next segment, okay. we'll do it. We'll read it up. All right. In our next segment, by the way, Mike, we started this yesterday, our new hockey segment, Puck around and find out. The Stars drop their third straight. Folks hating on Robertson and a trade target and a Twitch story. Dax on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lindgren has it. Chris shot. Saved by Wedgwood. Rebound. Rangers have it. Panarin comes out. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. It's time. For puck around and find out where that's exactly what happened to the Stars yesterday as they lost their third straight game. I realized two of those were in overtime or, or a shootout, and they did still get a point. But still, three straight losses for the Stars. They fall 3-1 to one against the Rangers, and this was another one. They're good, though. Yes, that, that is true. That is very true. This is just another one where I realize... Not all shots are created equal. Absolutely. But you did see a lot more action in front of the Rangers net than you did for the Stars. Although the Stars' first line continues to struggle at turning action into points. Dude, and Shesterkin was fantastic yesterday. You got to give him credit on some of the stops and saves that he made. I I, I understand what you're saying, but some of those should have gotten in. There were some that you're like, man, how did that not get in? How did some of these uh, that looked like really open shots not make it? I give him credit on a lot of that. But, Kevin, I told you yesterday Yesterday felt like every time I looked up, there was a Rangers player on a, on a breakaway. Break. Like yeah. I was like, what's happening right now? He's he's taking off at the net, and he's putting he's trying to bury one. Rangers and are having a great year. Luckily, Wedgwood, Wedgwood, Wedgwood was, was pretty damn good last oh, yeah, night as he well. He was good. He was pretty, pretty damn good. And then, you know, obviously the empty netter put everything away for him last night. Here's my hockey question as I'm trying to learn hockey more. Obviously, I was a little bit busy yesterday and last night, yes. so I did not get to watch this game. The Stars lead the Central Division in overtime losses. 
Is that as a – if you're a contender, and I know in overtime it goes to three-on-three. Three. It's very different hockey that you don't have to play in yeah. the playoffs. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? It's probably not a good sign you're leading your division in overtime losses, but I, you do have the most – I don't know if they have the most overtimes because it doesn't say overtime wins here on this. And they, and they actually have a pretty good amount of – uh, overtime wins and shootout wins. The reason why I would say is it's not as bad as you would think is if you look at, like, I think the Islanders or the Kraken, right? Th- those are two teams that are, I think they might be one and two or one and three in overtime losses. That's where the Stars were last year. So they lead their division, and I get that, but last year they were, like, at the top of the league for most of the year, or first, second, third, for most of the year in terms of taking the most overtime losses. And what I would say about that, Mike, is think about it like this. For every time over loss, overtime loss or shootout loss that's in the category, that's one more point you could have gotten. Now, I realize it's not reasonable to say, hey, you win every single game that goes to overtime. But if you look at how tight the standings are, right, what if you could just move two of those overtime losses or shootout losses to wins? And all of a sudden, now you have 78 points, and you have at least a little bit of a cushion. So it's a lot better than it was last year. That that I, I will tell you that. There you go. Well, then let's continue to be better at that. I think you're just what you're looking at, Kevin, is three straight losses now. Yeah. And trying to maintain your lead in in the division, and trying to maintain where you are, trying to maintain that status so that you have a better uh, playoff situation. I want to avoid the Colorado Avalanche until you make it to the next round. I understand most likely you'll face them in the Western Conference semifinals. But that's the thing that scares me. I I know Winnipeg's a good team, too. I'm not saying that, oh, they'll beat Winnipeg. But when I've seen them play Colorado, to me, it looks like Colorado's the better team. You will have to upset them. Not a major upset, but they would be a better team than you. So. This is what's tough about a three-game losing streak. It's going to happen to all sure. teams during sure. a season. Uh, but I just look at it. Maybe it didn't happen to the Bruins last year, but good luck with that, Bruins. Uh, I just don't want to play Colorado because if you get the – I call it the 2-3 matchup is yes. the best way that yeah. I can explain C2, it. C2, C3. Is that that would seem like, gosh, you have a really good team and you're most likely going to lose in the first round. And right now, it's really hard to say because there is obviously a shot that if you slid down to second place in your division, you'd get Winnipeg because all three of those teams are packed really tightly. Now, one of the issues... Go ahead. According to the power rankings guru, strength of schedule-wise, the Avalanche have the seventh toughest schedule remaining. Okay. And the Stars have the seventh easiest schedule remaining. So, like, that's a... In your face, Avalanche! That's something promising down the road here. Any other teams you want me to to look up here? Winnipeg. I would like to know about Winnipeg. I will look up Winnipeg. Because those are the three teams that are all bunched up at at, at the top. Look, St. Louis, Nashville. Look, if they went on an Edmonton-type run, this would be a different deal. But most likely... You're dealing with these three teams, and you don't have to worry about the rest in terms of the central. Winnipeg's middle of the pack, but still okay. a more difficult task than the Stars at the moment. Now, one of the issues that the Stars are running into right now is the play of the first line. Like we talked about, converting opportunities into points. So that is something that is problematic for the Stars just in general. On the positive side... We talked about Miro being back. That was his 400th 
NHL game yesterday. So congratulations to him for that milestone. But what an awesome goal he had last night too, off the Jamie Ben. Like Jamie Ben's on the on his heels, spinning around in circles, and sets one up for Miro, and he buries it. Did it for his son. He did. Right? Yeah, he did. His son was just born. No sleep, still playing hockey. We need to talk about Jason Robertson. So. Oh, no. It could be good. Oh. It's not. It's <laughs> is the best NHL wingers of 2024. You know, we talked about defensemen. I believe Miro was third. Goalies, I believe Ottinger was sixth. Mm-hmm. Is you have a look on your face, Corey. What what does that look for? He's tied for 66th overall in goals. Oh, He's yeah. Tied for 23rd overall in assists, and he's tied for 20 or he's 26th in points. And you just expect better. Like the 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 expectation is for him to be higher up. Would you say he's having a disappointing year? I think he's having a very disappointing year. I would say so. Do I can't remember this or not? Was there one point in who's the guy? Why am I drawing a blank? I'm so sorry, guys. The guy who. We got from the Boston Bruins who won a Stanley Cup. He's on the team right now. Sagan? 91, right? Sagan. Was there a time where you thought the expectations were higher on him than he was like, gosh, that just wasn't great? And then he kind of stayed at that level? I'm I'm not saying this is what Jason Robertson's going to do. Am I remembering Sagan's I, career correctly where the there was such high expectations and early I, on and he couldn't stay at that level? Yeah, and I don't think he ever reached the optimum level that people thought was possible. Not to say he's a bad player at all. Like, I don't want people interpreting it as that. Is But he never got to that sustained, in my opinion, elite, elite level with the Stars. Here's some yearly numbers, Mike. 2021, 45 points. 21-22, 79 points. Last year, 109 points. And right now, he's at 56. And it doesn't look like he's going to hit that. I mean, he might, what, hit 80 if he's yeah, lucky here? I was okay. looking at it. He's on pace to fall off about 20 goals from last year and about 30 points from last year. Yeah. So, Is he going to play approximately the same amount of yes, games? Yep. Yes, it's okay. not because He played injury. 82 last year. That yeah. is, so he did play 82. Yeah, no, he plays, he plays the game. He's like, the Scottie Pippen of the, hockey. He is the Scottie Pippen of hockey. But one of the other concerning like things... like that's when you just Pippen played all the games! <sighs> is, I, I know last year it felt like Robertson kind of had a breakout season in terms of scoring all the goals, but... He did score a crap ton of goals the year before that, and so you've seen a big drop this year. What if it's opposite, though? Okay. Here's what we want. I'm remembering this correctly because I did follow the playoffs and, and really fell kind in love with the disappointing in the playoffs. Right. He went from a really good regular season to yep. can't score yep. pretty much almost every game. What if it's the opposite? What if he's just, for some reason, not having this great regular season, but I- then... I'll take the, that trade yeah. in a heartbeat. Is there any way that the playoffs and his lack of success there, his confidence are some way carried over into this year? I think confidence is part of it. I think toughness is another part of it. Like, not to say he's a straight finesse player, but there's some finesse involved to his game. And I know sometimes people assume, yeah. though not always the case, that that translates into the playoffs. I, I look at him. Crosby seemed to do okay. I look at him as opposed to being uh, the Nokia phone of the world as more of like a, a, a nice PC. He's very, like he can, he can process things really fast, but he, you're like you said, the Nokia phone, you could not destroy that thing. Yeah. You'd drop it off of a tower and it would still not have a scratch on it. And that's, and it was just tough. And Jason Robertson, I think, is just a very high-functioning computer 
where you're just like, oh, man, he processes things really well. But maybe whenever you go up against tougher guys that know that about you, they kind of push you around just a little bit. And people have taken notice. You know, we talked about Ottinger, six, Miro, three. Robertson last year was in the top 10 for wings. Now he's dropped out. He's number 11. And I get on the surface, that doesn't seem like that big of a drop. 9 to 11, it happens. But something in there was interesting to me. Go ahead. Well, I was going to just ask you guys, the Rangers last night, and I know you'd have to compare them to all the teams in the Eastern Conference. Do you think they have a great chance of being in the Stanley Cup Finals? They're yeah, leading their division. I, 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 just, I think they, can I say very good? Like, I'm not trying to right. be, have semantics with you. I mean, you, they're but, right. Florida yeah. and Boston on the on the Eastern or Atlantic division and, both have pretty much the same numbers. And clearly I'm sketchy on Points. Boston Sorry. going into the, into the playoffs. So, no, absolutely. The New York Rangers are a quality team, for sure. I, my issue... Are you saying last year's playoffs for the Boston Bruins could mentally affect their playoffs the next season because i don't think that should happen ever especially in football i'm in a tough look i'm in a tough spot mike because i'm going to say that but part of me also wants to pick purdue to win the ncaa national title and they lost to a number 16 seed in the first round last year so i don't know i'm gonna have to figure some of these things out in the next month or so but one of the things i noticed about the voting for robertson is he finished fifth on two ballots both eastern conference executives and of the 10 players they polled about this, only two put him in the top 10. So so to the experts, he's fallen off this exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think that's hard to argue, and that's just potentially problematic for the stars in general. I know this is really weird. I'm going to help you with the Purdue Boilermakers because I remember this, and it hurts me tremendously. My Texas Tech Red Raiders lost in the championship game to the Virginia Cavaliers. Cavaliers. And they had lost to a 16 seed the year before. Yeah. I know! That's what I'm thinking! It's going to happen again. And plus, they got Zach Eady. He's the best player in college basketball. All right. We're the KNC He's Masterpiece the right here. That's true. On 105.3 The Fan. Corey, do we have time for a Corey oh. Twolo story? Yeah, I think this is awesome. I really think this is cool. Uh, Sniper Hut 10. Uh, which, by the way, if you ever watch Letter Kenny, they talk about snipers. Those are hot girls up in the stands. 1120. Uh he said, just discovered that AMA Twolo 806 is my co-worker and is literally two offices down from me. And that right there is, that's really? what I'm talking. Yeah. To find out that you and your co-worker who are, that's I don't know cool. how long they've been working together, but it's fa- it's fascinating to find out that your co-worker is right down the hallway from you, listening and laughing at the same stuff you are or learning. You know, learning is very important as well as we get older, Kevin. Uh, But stimulating your brain in some way, shape, or form, that's really awesome because Twolos and Tolos and Yolos are everywhere. They are everywhere. Do you hope that they realize it because they were, like, laughing at the exact same Probably. Yeah, tell us how you found that out. And, Mike, I think you can confirm that they're everywhere. As you were driving yesterday, everybody was holding signs over bridges. Oh, my God. There were banners hanging out. And that's what I'm proudest of right now is the way that Tolos (laughs) support you, man. Hey. Thanks. Let me tell you another (laughs) hockey thing real quick. Is I I will say this, because some people want to talk about the more spread out nature of the Stars scoring this year. And I will say, astute point is check this out. They worked together for seven years, by the way. And they just now found out? Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Please tell me the moment that you realized it. Is the Stars have 10 players this season with 30-plus points. 
No other team in the NHL has more than eight players like that. And last year, the Stars only had eight players like that. So think about how much time is left to go. So they've definitely done a better job spreading the scoring, but would like to see a little bit more from that first line. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashak. Special guest, a pitcher, 20-plus years of Major League experience, former Texas Ranger, if you didn't know this, Jamie Moyer, next on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through The Fan. I hope it's okay if I speak on this for you, Mike, as people are asking about the court stuff. It's still, it's ongoing. It's still going. I go back this afternoon, and hopefully it'll be over this afternoon. Absolutely. But until then, we're going to leave it at that. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053, of course, on the truckwreck.com text line if you want to get involved in any of our conversations. Also want to hear from the folks on the Twitch and the YouTube. And right now, and we're going to have a special guest in just one second, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassett. Well, I'm going to kind of introduce our guest even though we're, we're getting him. Is it because you have become... Not obsessed, but very interested with your head-to-head matchups and how I, they didn't always go great. I knew I faced Jamie Moyer in 2002. I couldn't remember the result, but the Mariners did beat the Mets that day 7-0, to and I was the pitcher for the Mets, and he was the pitcher for the Mariners. So it probably didn't go great. I remember striking out against him because I remember I battled him to either a 2-2 or 3-2 count and fouled off a couple pitches, and then... Obviously, if anybody knows who Jamie Moyer is, he topped off at maybe 83. Yes. I mean, that was gasoline from him. <laughs> but he he won 269 games and threw over 4,000 innings, throwing the ball in the low 80s at top speed. That That's unbelievable. And he struck me out. I remember he threw a couple pitches away that I was able to foul off, whether they're kind of cutters or fastballs away. And I was hanging tough, lefty on lefty. And then I remember him throwing me a two-seamer inside and I took it. I might've swung over the top. I'm saying like, I remember, I just remember it being a fastball inside and I was walking back to the dugout going, God, I just got beat by a fastball inside, (laughs) but he made it. He, this is the thing that I want to talk about to Jamie Moyer is he made his 80, not 90. I'm not saying that, but he was able to pitch where he would make his 80 effective. Everybody knew he wasn't going to throw the ball by you, but it was almost like, from what I understand, he had three change-ups, slow, slower, and slowest. (laughs) And then he had his fastball. So he had four different speeds off of somewhat a fastball. Uh, and then he would cut the ball a little bit. He'd, he'd ever occasionally throw a breaking ball. Obviously, when you're throwing at that speed, you're not going to have a sharp breaking ball. But uh, he's such an interesting guy. And I think most people don't know this. He was with the Texas Rangers in like 89 and 90. Career-ish. He's he one went, of the first pitchers I remember. Honestly. I believe he was part of, if I'm, if I'm right about this, I believe he was part of the Rafael Palmero trade from Chicago to Texas. He was... I'm not going to say a throw-in, but Rafael Palmero was the huge prospect in that trade, and Jamie got put in that trade. And then his career doesn't really take off. He can't figure out how to stay in the major leagues consistently till he's 30 years old. Now, he had pitched from 23 to 28 in the majors, sporadically. Bounce, bounce. And then yeah. at 30 years old, he figures it out and then goes on a run and pitches – he pitched in 10 games for the Colorado Rockies at 49 years old. Okay. I'm not 49 yet. <laughs> and there's no way. 
All right, we're having, let me ask you this, Mike. We're having a little bit of trouble connecting with Jamie Moyer. May I throw out a baseball question for you? Yes. All right. Have you seen the story with Ellie De La Cruz and Hunter Green? I have not. Okay. So, you've been busy. Is Ellie De La Cruz smashed a foul ball off of Hunter Green's car window, and it smashed the back window of his luxury SUV? Now, Hunter Green, I, he might have been joking, but he said, you're going to pay for that. And Ellie De La Cruz said, you make more money than me. Now, Hunter Green does. Like he did top three pick in the draft. Yeah, right? and he signed a six-year, $53 million oh, deal. He got money. And De La, De La Cruz, I, look, I get it. He's, He's going to get, get paid. But for now, he made $720,000 last year. Do you have an idea what is the etiquette? Is it in terms of who makes the more money? Is it in terms of why are you parking your car that close to the field? Bro. You have insurance. Your a insurance takes care This shows you, hopefully you've already made plans to go out to spring training. This shows you how close things are. This yes. is like, yes. this is like, it's very nice. The grass is great. It's professionally groomed for pro players, but the guy's parking lot can get hit by foul balls. To that point, have we not changed where we've parked or rethought where we've parked based yes. off of you're like, I don't know, dude. I think you've asked me, and I'm like, they field. can't hit it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, they, they, even if you got the best of the best, can't hit it. Yeah, okay. So what do you think should be the etiquette? Should it be, I know you said insurance, deductible's not nothing. Is it the player who has all of the money? Is it L.A. De La Cruz because he'll eventually have all the money and is responsible? What do we think? Well, I'll... Uh, I feel like if you go to a softball game, Kevin. Yes. And let's say you go to a softball game out at Audubon Park in in Garland, Mesquite area, and somebody rocks one over the lights and it hits the, somebody's windshield. If it's not yours and you just show up to your car and you look, you're like, hey, who did this? You have to pay for it. Sure. So I feel like you just treat it as if you don't know. You you say, hey, it could have been anybody's foul ball or home run ball. And from the 817, like going to the local complex, that's sick. It That is pretty much what it feels like. And just for the record, whenever we covered high school sports, I would always think about that at the Plano baseball and softball fields because mm-hmm. there was always spots really close because I was like, the field is right there. Yeah. Don't park there. I never do. that's going to be a problem. I always, I always make sure that I park as far away as possible with something in the way, like a tree. I'll go find a tree. I know ball, a baseball can rock through a tree, but I go try and uh, park far away like that. And is this... Can I real yeah, quick? Sure. Programming note. Oh. I'm texting... Mr. Moyer, Jamie Moyer right now, obviously we're running out of time in this segment. Is it okay if we move him to 11 or yeah, do you need to move him? let's do it. Okay. 11. I'm going to ask. All right, great. If that's the case, then I'm going to hijack part of this segment. Is Do you think this is expert-level trolling? Is the Diamondbacks, as one of their giveaways in August, they're going to do their NL champion replica ring giveaway on the same night that they play the Phillies? You respect that level of gamesmanship, do you not? Yes, absolutely. I just want to run. I hope the Rangers do that with the Astros. Yes. I guess we already saw the promotional calendar. I don't remember, but I think that would be objectively amazing. Yes, absolutely. Now, Mike. I did go back and look at the the Rafael Palmero trade. I just wanted to confirm that. Is that correct or no? Palmero, Jamie Moyer, and Drew Hall to the Texas Rangers in exchange for... 
Mitch Williams, Paul Kilgus, Steve Wilson, Kurt Wilkerson, Luis Benitez, and Pablo Delgado. So I'm not sure who uh, won that. Trade. I know who Paul Kilgus is. He was a left-handed pitcher for the Texas I Rangers. I know who that was. Uh, Curtis Wilkerson was an infielder. Uh, had a nice career in the major leagues. I, I'd guess he might have got ten-year service time. So Curtis does listen to the show. He lives kind of in Fort Worth. So uh, we're buddies, and I would say he played eight plus years in the major leagues. Uh, but. A couple of the other names I didn't recognize. Now, Mike, this is up to you. Can I tell you a Wingstop sports-related story? I think, story? yeah, let's, we got two and a half minutes. Hopefully, we'll get Jamie on the other side. Okay. Have you seen, I don't know how much you care, keep up with this, that profits are booming for Wingstop, all right? Stock prices are up. Profits are up. Is this directly related? Can't say it is, but I also... Cannot dispute that it isn't, if that made sense. Did the Detroit Pistons accidentally make Wingstop millions of dollars? Every fan in Detroit gets five free Wingstop wings when the Pistons win. Then, as you recall, the Pistons lost an NBA record 28 straight games. And because of that, the promotion went viral. And all of a sudden, people are like, when am I going to get my wings? When am I going to get my wings? When am I going to get my wings? So once they started winning, people flooded to Wingstop. Wingstop, in that quarter, 46% increase in revenue. Then Giannis looked at this, and he's like, I like it. Let's do that. He went viral for trying to scan a QR code mid-game to get free Wingstop wings. Then a couple weeks later, they showed him getting on a plane for this past All-Star weekend with a huge bag of Wingstop lemon pepper wings. Because of that, Wingstop stock is up 80% compared to six months ago. Do you believe that the losing ways of the Detroit Pistons and the exploits of Giannis have led to the explosion in Wingstop stock? I have no, Stop stock. I have no clue that is. what drives stock market. Sean Other than Sharif supply does. and demand. Yeah. Supply and demand is the has always been the factor. If there's less of something, then it's more valuable. Bulls uh, and bears are the animals that can affect it. Which yeah. is the good one? Bulls. Good job. And bears are hibernating markets, uh-huh. if you will. So they're, <laughs> yes. They're kinda, um, and so, but but I do think that promotional things like this can help in some way, shape, or form. Wingstop's got to be happy. For 28 straight games, <laughs> they got to sit there and be like, this promotion, we're getting the information. We're great here. And we don't have to pay out anything. And everybody in Detroit was talking about it. It's like, like when Bud Light was doing the, hey, when the Cleveland Browns win a football game, we will open up this uh, this this uh, beers across uh, Cleveland. And they didn't win any football games. So they never had for to open all the for Keebler like Elf fans. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. They give out free Keebler Elf uh, sandwich cookies because that's their mascot, right? We're, I don't think they would claim that. I know Derek Holland would say no, but I know exactly what you're talking about. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, this time, I don't know. we believe, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't know. I, I just yeah, he hasn't it. responded to my text. Hey. So let's let's plan on something else. I got a backup segment ready to go. The NFL teams 
most primed to rise or fall in 2024. That and Mike's level of confidence coming up next right here on The Fan. All right, guys, let's talk about Men's Tea Clinic. If you've lost your confidence because... What? Today's Wednesday. We call that hump day. True. Let's just say that's not your favorite day. You know what I'm talking about? Because I do. It's just not working that well. Well, maybe your testosterone has gone down with age. Maybe your focus, maybe your energy has gone down with age. That can happen. Your testosterone most likely does go down with age. Men's Tea Clinic can help. They've helped me now for a decade. I got to meet the founders of Men's Tea Clinic when they started, Bobby and Derek. They had one location in Addison. They now have five locations to help you out. Your testosterone replacement therapy is or can be covered by your insurance. It's covered by my insurance. It's covered by a lot of Tolo's insurances too. It doesn't cost a lot to get started. You just need to get your appointment at 972-GO-MEN'S-T, get your numbers checked, and if your numbers are low like mine are and thousands of other Tolo men, then you can get back to being you. The website, menstclinic.com, you're going to find which location is closest to you. You're going to find all the therapies that they have, whether you need hair restoration, whether you have an injury and PRP therapy is maybe something you need to do weight gain weight loss men's tea clinic the one stop shop for all of us 972 go men's tea we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.